And we see that in politicians today, they zigzag all the time. It's not that they really have ideals that they want to go by. That's En Melech Belo'am. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah, with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Vayigash, you can join the royal family. Shalom to everyone. I want to suggest and share with you a fascinating idea that has to do with this week's Parsha. Parshas Vayigash. As we know, the Parsha starts off, Vayigash elav Yehuda. Yehuda goes without any fear and goes to fight it out with Yosef. And he starts telling him, how can you do this to us? He starts saying the whole story that happened thus far. And he says, if you want, take me instead. But don't you dare take my brother Binyamin. At that point, the Midrash tells us that based on the Pasuk in Tehillim, the Pasuk is, Kine HaMelechim Noadu. And the Midrash Rabbah on that Pasuk says, Ze Yehuda Yosef. And it continues to explain the Pasuk that it's referring to that Yehuda and Yosef were fighting it out. And from the other brothers' perspective, they viewed them as if, wow, these are true kings. They're Melachim. We're going to sit it out and let them fight it out. What are we, we're not Shayach to that. Anu It's not us. It's for, for kings to fight out. Question number one. Okay, I can understand how they view Yosef as king. Indeed, he is second in command, in charge of a probably the biggest empire at that point in time. However, Yehuda? How are they looking at Yehuda as a king? Hare, we know the Midrash tells us that after the whole episode with Yosef being sold and throwing him to the pit, etc., Yehuda was looked down upon by the brothers. If anything, he went down from his godless. So how come he's viewed as a king? That's question number one. Question number two, there's another Midrash we're going to come to later that says that the reason Yehuda was zoiche to melucha, to kingship, is because of the whole Maise of Tamar that we know that he had after he was mezane with Tamar, but no one knew it was him. So she really deserved the death penalty to be thrown into the fire. And Yehuda could have gone out of it by without saying anything. But instead, he admitted to the truth and he said, That act of his, he deserved to get melucha. The question begs itself, okay, it was the right thing to do. It chose Yashus and the Midah of Emes, but that's why he deserved to be king? So we will start off with trying to understand what is the Gedil, what is the definition of true kingship? The first thing that comes to mind when we think about being a king is, yeah, the king is in charge because he has slaves, he has servants, and they put upon the nation a certain type of fear, and therefore they do whatever the king says to do. However, this is one type of kingship. That's the type of kingship that Chazal tell us, Ein melech There isn't such a thing as a king without a nation. If the nation is not there to obey the king, then he loses the name being king. Because we see, even in our days, that when a nation starts rebelling against the king, then within days, he can lose his kingship. And this, by the way, this idea is brought down also, also by Rabbi Khan of Vasman and also by Rabbi Yisrael Misalant in different ways. We'll say one of the mashalim that's brought down by Rabbi Khan of Vasman that it says in the Mishnah in Soita at the end, the last Mishnah of Soita, it says about Yemoisa Mashiach, the days to come, when Mashiach is going to come, Pnei Hador ki Pnei The face of the generation will be like the, like the face of a dog. So they both explain this idea 
that for a dog running as the owner's taking him and the dog's always in front, but you're not realizing who's leading who. Is the dog leading the the owner, the person taking him, or is the person in charge? The only time you really know what's going on is when they hit an intersection and if the dog looks back at the owner to see where to go, right or left, then you know that really the owner's in charge. So too is what happened, what's going to happen in the in the end of days, before Mashiach will come, which we're already in those days, and we see this happening today, that what happens is, the leaders are not really doing what truly should be done, but rather they're looking back at the nation, and the nation could be upset at me if I do this, are they going to be happy with me? Ah, so based on them is what I'm going to do. That Bemet and Melech Beloam, and that's what's going to be, that's Pnei Adok Pnei Akelev, and we see that in politicians today, they zigzag all the time. It's not that they really have ideals that they want to go by. Rather, a lot of times, more often than not, they look back at the nation. Okay, now my ideals will be this. Now my ideals will be this. That's En Melech Beloam. However, true kingship is fakert. Despite what the nation's going to say, the king is going to do what's truthfully the right thing to do. This idea is spoken about in a very evident fashion in the Kuzari. In Ma'amar Shlishi, over there, the Kuzari, in his dialogue with the Chavir, says, okay, so please describe to me what a Chassid is. What, do the, what does the Chassid do? So the Chavir answers back to him, a Chassid by us is someone that cares about his nation. He always does good for other people. He cares about what they need. He does whatever is righteous. He doesn't harm anyone. At that point, the Kuzari says back to the Chavir, I ask you about what a chassid is, an extra righteous person, not about what a moishal is, not someone that's a, like a dictator or in charge of a country. The Chavir answers him, don't you get it? Amar Chavir, ha-chassid u-mishel It's just one of the same. A true dictator or a true person that leads a, 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 a whole country is the same thing. That is what a chassid is. It starts off by being in charge of yourself. A person that can be moishal on himself, he can also moishal on a whole country. Whoever is moishal on his goof and nefesh, and doesn't let his animalistic desires drive him to a certain place, like honor and kavod and whatnot, but rather he goes with what the true ideals are all about, based on what HaKadosh Baruch wants us to do, that's a true chassid. That is one of the same. And over here we see the biggest concept, and that's a concept we want to bring home. The Arizal and others say that the word Melech, Mem Lamed Chaf, is actually Rashi Tevis, an acronym for Moyach Lev Kovid. The Arizal says the Moyach is actually where the Neshama dwells, which is in your head, that's where the Moach is, that's where the Neshama is, represents the Moyach. That is the highest thing we possess, that's what differentiates between us and animals. Then you have the, nish, the Ruach. The Ruach is our hearts, our emotions, representing the emotions. That's where the Ruach t- resides. And then the COVID, the liver, represents the taivas that we have that push us to do certain things more like an animal. That's where a nefesh, as we know, the nefesh is the most behema-like spiritual thing we have, which is called nefesh behemti. And a true king, the definition of a true king is a person that his neshama, i.e. his moyach, is moishel and rules over and governs over his emotions and over his desires, animalistic desires. And that's where a true melech is. Ad kedekach, this is brought down the halacha by the kafachayim, that a person should not 
eat a heart of another animal or a liver. I think Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says the same thing. Not everyone agrees with this, but that's the Kafa Chaim. I'm just showing you that it even trickles down to Allah, this deep spiritual idea. Rabbi Israel Mirujin takes this even a step further. There's a famous Gemara, both in Brachus and Avodah Zohar, that says that Bilam was able to calculate precisely the moment HaKadosh Buhu was angry, and at that time he was able to curse the Jewish people. Toysus asks, I don't understand, in a millisecond, that's even less than a millisecond is the time Hashem gets angry. What can you already do exactly in that time, time period? So there's two answers. One answer of Toysus is, he could say one word that takes also almost like a millisecond to say, which is Kalim. Get rid of them. That's the simple pshat. Rabbi Yisrael Mirujin wants to say a fabulous pshat. He says, if you look carefully in the Tosfos, he tried to do kalem. Kalem is the same letters like melech. It's just the, exactly the, the opposite way around. He knew that Bnei Yisrael, their koyach, and that's what HaKadosh Baruch wants of us, is to first follow our moyach, our moyach, and that should be in charge of our emotions of our lave and also of our covet, of our liver. But rather, Bilam, who's exactly the opposite, and he always went with his animalistic drives, his taivas, he wanted Bnei Israel to be like that. That's why he said, Kalem, Kalem is first covet, first go based on your liver, your animalistic desires, then your emotions lave, and only last should be your neshama, your moyach. And on that... Zukt Tosfos only in Avodah Zarah he says, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu switched that to become a bracha. As Bilam switched it to a bracha, Hakadosh Baruch Hu switched what Bilam's curse to a bracha, as it says in Bamidbar Kaf Gimel Kaf Aleph, Utwas Melech Boy. Switch the letters from calling, you get Melech. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, No, Bnei Yisrael will be like this. They'll go based on the Moyach, and that is a true definition of a king. A king is someone that is able to control everything by his mind. That means. He, despite the fact you have emotions and animalistic drives, taivas, you channel them the right way based on your moyach. No matter what happens, your moyach is in control. And that is a true moishel. Where do we see this? Even in the past generations, we saw this in Gdol Yador all the time. We saw this by Reb Chaim Kanievsky when his wife, Rabbanit Kanievsky, she passed away on Shabbos even though he was so close to her and it pained him so much. He didn't show any emotions because halakhically one should not during Shabbos. He waited to Moetzei Shabbos and right then and there he burst down in, in tears. That's an unbelievable control that he had because his moyach was in charge of everything. So too we see Barav Avadi Yosef Zatzal. There's a whole long story we have here. It's in our children's book. It's a known story that he has to undergo some procedure, he wasn't feeling well, and they were worried that he had some sort of a condition, and the only way to, to do a check for that condition, he had to put him totally under general anesthetic, but he heard the doctors whisper that, and he said, under no circumstances am I doing that, I'll rather learn during this time, and I'll figure out to, to, to not think about it. The doctors say, you're crazy, it's impossible, there's no way you could do such a thing. Even a young person, he wasn't young at the time, even a young person, can't. he'll faint from, from the pain. But yes, he was able to control his moyach and put himself in, a, in a, a sugi that he was learning at the time and he didn't even realize when the procedure was over. I'll call upon him, bring it home to us. With this, we can answer our questions because this is exactly what the brothers were in awe by looking at Yehuda and Yosef. Yosef, it's not because, it's not only because he was literally acting as a second in command king in Mitzrayim. It's a lot more than that. Yosef, the Midrash tells us, 
that Yosef deserved everything he got because he worked so hard and didn't let what Eshet Potiferas, what, what she tried to do and seduce him. Ad Kedekach, that there's a, there's a Midrash that really, literally goes step by step with everything that he got. Just like his mouth didn't kiss an Avera, so too it says in the Pasuk, Al Pivishak Davar, whatever he says will happen in Mitzrayim. And then the Midrash Rabbah goes further to say, Gufo Shilona his body had never touched Navera, it deserves to have this special type of clothing. Vayilbash Oiso Big his neck, never bowed down to, to any Avera. And it goes and goes on to say even his hands that didn't touch an Avera. And he gave his ring, the king's ring, Yosef. And so it goes on, but you see, you see Yosef, despite the fact he had such nisyonis, he was always willing, able to overcome there with his moyach, showing a true sign of royalty. We see the same in Yosef in two other cases. One is, you see throughout this parsha, last week's parsha, he wasn't able to hold himself back almost. He already wanted to tell the brothers, I'm your brother, I'm your brother. But no, he had a whole cheshman that he wanted their sin to be atoned. And hence, he had a whole plan. I'm not going to tell them it's me until I see how much they fight for me. And that's what he did. He was able to be in control based on true values, not based on what people are going to say. Ad Kedekach, that he was in, he realized that the Yehuda and the brothers might kill him. But yet he said, I'm willing to take that risk, a calculated risk, not out of pressure, calculated risk. He told everyone to leave and only then he confessed to the brothers who he is because he didn't want to embarrass them, despite the fact he was taking a risk of being killed. That is true leadership, true kingship, true royalty. The same with we see by Yehuda. Now we can understand. He was in control. He could have easily told everyone, what is this? What did Tamar do? Just kill her, throw her to the fire. That's what she deserves to get. But no, he was in control of himself. And that's why he deserved to be a melech, to have melucha come from him. Even in the spheres, we know, just like Avram represents chesed, Yitzchak, Vua, Yaakov, Tiferes, Yosef represents Yesoid. The outcome of Yesoid for those who know, the outcome of Yesoid is Melucha. Yosef is Yesoid and Yehuda is Melucha for the reasons we've just described. Because they personify this idea of true royalty, of having your Moyach, your Neshama, in charge of your emotions, of how you act based on your emotions, that you don't let the emotions drive you, but you're Moyach driven, you're Neshama driven. That's what they both possessed and that's why Yehuda is Melucha. Malchus, the last Sphira, and Yosef is the Asoid. And that's why in the days to come, Mashiach will come. There'll be Mashiach bin David, which is from Yehuda, we know. And Mashiach bin Yosef, which will be coming from Yosef, of course, because they show this true sign of royalty. Perhaps this also answers the question why Talmud Chachamim in the Gemara in several places, in Gitin and other places, they're referred to as Melachim. Angels, because angels represent this idea. They are in charge and driven by their moyach, by the neshama, yiratzon, that will be able to mimic this idea and join the family of royalty by behaving and conducting ourselves in a manner like every yid should, should be, which is that we're, our moyach will be in control, i.e. our neshama will be in control of our ruach and nefesh side. Have a good Shabbos. 
thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.